All right. So on uh, what I'm doing today is I'm going to um, have a call with Art Gulliver. Um, Art is a um, member of TARC who I met a few years ago at the Big A50K in York, Maine. Um, I believe Art is living up in the York, Maine area and trail running. Um, he's been on the scene for quite a bit, and I have also seen him at other races besides Big A. Um, he makes a yearly appearance, appearance running um, uh, the Pisca Mountain Trail races. So um, here we go. I'm going to pass him in. All righty. All right. I got you. So thanks for taking okay. a few minutes to, to chat with me. Pardon me? I said thanks for taking a few minutes to have a conversation with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, basically um, what we're doing with our little Tark Tales thing is we're kind of uh, letting uh, trail runners share their share a quick story with us. I remember I think me and you met um, – several years ago at the Big A 50K a while back. I yeah. think that's where we first met each other. And then we've seen each other, I feel like, almost every year since at, um, at Pisca. I know you run Pisca almost every year. <laughs> yeah, I, I run and hike it now. I was there a couple of years ago with a grandson. And we did, did a three-generation one. Up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see Ken at quite a, quite a few races. And then... Um, is your grandson, um, is he fully into trail running or does he just kind of do it casually? Uh, uh, he, he just started it. Uh, he's been in a triathlon and he's been in a couple of trail races. I guess he's doing his first marathon, but it's a road marathon. Uh, well, it's supposed to be next month, but we'll see how that works out. Yeah, know. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You, you, you and yeah. Ken got to get him out on the trails more. Forget the road, yeah, well, right? That's right. When he when he was up there to run that race, he had a um, had hurt his foot, and and so he she she showed us the uh, the doctor the pictures they took of it, and he said the doctor wanted me to wear a boot. He said, "How can you run with a boot?" And she did the whole race with a bad foot and no boot. Oh so no! I, 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 I said he must be taken after me. I'm not. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah. to, set, to, set, to set the stage a little bit, the reason um, you said today would be a good day to, to, to do the call is I think the weather is supposed to be about 85 degrees, and, and that poses a unique challenge to, um, to, to the issue you have with, uh, with running. Could you elaborate on that a little bit, a little bit more? Uh, anytime it's over 85, we'll say. I hardly ever go out because I, I, I don't perspire. I'm unable to cool down. A lot of places that don't have water around here, they have old cow pastures, water running off of them, but I'm, I'm not going to submerge in, in that. 
<laughs> so, so I end up, you know, like just being inside usually with the AC on after a while. Yeah, absolutely. So the key, I think you, yeah, you told me one year at Pisca, the key is for your trail running routes to make sure that it's something with uh, a pretty reliable water source that you can right. uh, dip in, dip in and cool off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've been in October before. The, the, the 50 miler in Vermont used to be in October, and 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 there was a stream way, way down in the gully, and I climbed down there and I cl- got into the water. Stan Tiska, I didn't know him at the time who he was, but he comes by the trail and he goes, "Are you all right down there?" I said, "Just cooling off." <laughs> Every time I see him, he tells me about that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you would tell. I think you told. Oh, did you have a story that you wanted to uh, that you wanted to share with me? Yeah. Yep. It, 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 it's about one of the escarpment races. Have you ever been to that? Um, I have not, I have not been to it. My wife has run, um, uh, Manitou's Revenge, which I believe is, um, on some of the same trails and goes over some of that escarpment section. But I know that's what a 20 mile race that's been, that's been going on for a very long time, right? It's a 30 K. Um, okay. And I was, I was going for my six one because after you do six, you get a, a shirt, it's a hundred mile shirt of the escarpment. It's called, and and so I went out there, and um, we always go a day earlier. We went up to Dick Vincent's house. He lives up on a steep cliff, and, and you can see forever from his from his deck. And and you just hang out and meet old friends and uh, meet people you don't know. And and I happened to see this man. I usually you know you recognize the face sometimes, but don't know who they are. So I went over and started talking to him, and he was from St. Louis, Missouri. And I said, "Gee, I spent some time at, at the, uh, the, the, the the Granite City Engineer Depot there, just a couple of weeks, and I didn't see any hills around anywhere, flat up there." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't run hills." <laughs> and I said, "You're here. You're here." And he goes, "He goes." No, 18 and a half miles. How hard can it be? <laughs> so I saw Dick Vincent after, and I said, I know, I know the cutoff time is six hours, but I'd like to hang with this guy and see if I can get him in. He doesn't run hills. He never, he never practices on stairs or anything. And he, he, he's doing the best. I said, okay, and I can still get my shirt, even if it's a hair over six hours. And he says, yes. So, so we started out. And at first, it's not too bad. It's not, and he goes, this isn't too bad. Then we started climbing. What you do is you go up over one of the peaks and you go down and go up over the next. And, and the, the middle one is almost 4,000 feet. And so we're on, on the way up there. He starts just a few times falling down. And you hear him, damn, you know, and he, he gets up and he, he goes the wrong way. And I said, that's the wrong way. This is the way here. And the markers on the tree, they're a pale blue. Well, everything that grows on the trees is a pale bluish gray, too. So if you're not familiar with the trail, like I've been there five times before, you can go off easy. Well, it's forever getting him back on the trail and going up. Well, we're going up this middle hill. And he goes, 
does this go on forever? I said, no, 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 not forever. A lot of it's kind of hand over hand that, in that part. And um, I, I noticed a man and a woman in back of us. And I said, you, you, you think it's going to go by? I said, we're taking a little bit of time here. And they said, no, 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 that's all right. We'll stay here. And I, I looked and I said, you're the sweet about you. And they, they said, yes. <laughs> and so, so I said, okay, well, I'll see if I can hurry him along. And of course, he's got near the top. And he, he said, is this the top? I said, well, these hills have like false tops. They're called, you think you're there and you're not. But I said, when you can smell the pine and you'll smell it, you're almost at the top. And sure enough, you get a certain height, and there's a lot of pine trees, and, and it smells pine. And there's an, an airplane that crashed into the top of that mountain, about six feet from the top. So when you come up the trail, you look up over your head, and the, the, the airplane section is sticking out over your head there. And he thought that was that was pretty cool, you know. So, because he he starts down, he falls down, he rips his shirt. Then he starts bemoaning the fact that he's there. His five guys were supposed to come with him, but they must have known better. He was crazy to be here <laughs> and all this stuff. But I kept, I kept pushing him. We kept pushing him. And then at the end, you can, you can go. There's a, a, a long bunch of uh, rocks on the trail, and everybody has their picture taken there. Usually at that apartment. And I said. We go down to the bottom of this, and then it's only about 100 yards to the finish. So I'm going to go ahead now, and I'll, I'll see you at the end. And, he, and he's moaning something. <laughs> so I went ahead. I was uh, 6.07. And they said, well, that's not too bad. Is he coming? I said, he's coming behind me. Well, I, I, I went down to the car, and I, I had some cold water and stuff. I poured it all over my head and stuff, changed my shirt. I sat up, and the guy sitting on the lawn was his wife. And you didn't, you wouldn't think it's the same man. He's going, wait till I go back and tell those wimps what a wimpy people they are, and they couldn't come and conquer this. And he's, he's going on, <laughs> like, is this the guy I ran, I ran this trail with? You know that? Yeah, he was all, all happy, and you know, he was going to go back and tell them a bunch of wimps. <laughs> That's funny. What? Um, yeah, what year? What year was that? Uh, I I tried to look it up, but all my log books are home, and I looked on the hundred miles shirt, and it's the same one they give to when you get the hundred miles. So there's no date on it. If I had a guess, I would some I would say in the, the late nineties probably, because because okay. after you're you know like sixty two or three in that, how anybody goes there and runs it because you can't make the time. But, um, <laughs> in fact, if you get hurt, it's five hours to get you out. And, and some guy broke his leg, and not at that that day, but one other race I was there with him. And they have a stretcher with a screen on the top of it because they have to turn it sideways and almost upside down to get it on some of the trails and off there. So, I don't know. It, it would take that long to get you out if you were ill. Oh, hurt like that, you know. And of course, so me this, being me, me being me, one of the years I fell down and broke my right hand. I put my hand in front of my head so it wouldn't hit my head. I was going uphill. Not know who falls down uphill. <laughs> me. 
<laughs> uh, I, I can't get over things like that. He goes, "Why me?" <laughs> uh, and did did the runner did the runner ever uh, ever think? Did do you think the runner knew that you were trying to kind of keep an eye on him, or did he just think, "Oh, who's this other slow guy that's running with me?" Like at the end, did he thank you or anything? Was there any camaraderie between you two, or no, was he? No, uh, no, no, no. He was just crying. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know if that's because his wife was with him, you know, at that time or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I, I didn't go. I didn't go back after that year, so I don't know if he ever came back or brought anybody with him. But I mean, out in that area, you're just out of the pancake, you know. <laughs> and so you usually like people in Florida who run buildings with stairs, just so they can get some kind of quad strength, you know. But he hadn't yeah. done any of that. So he probably went home and eventually he was pretty sore. He oh, I bet. Home on I bet. <laughs> well, yeah, the car ride, too. Car ride back to where he came from. I find after a run, you know, I feel fine afterward. Well, not fine, but I feel sore afterwards. But, you know, sitting in a car, you know, that two-hour drive home from Pisgah, that's what really kind of, you know, lets the acid settle in the legs and really does the damage, I feel like. Right. Well. Every time after like a 50 mile or 100, I usually have to, if I'm going to go over a curve, I have to back over it. Because <laughs> the legs are so sore to pick them up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you, um, can you, can you remind me of the story that I think you had told it to me of, um, when you, when you, uh, was it in your first marathon when you realized that you didn't have the ability to perspire? No, it was only a six-mile race, and and what what I did was I I started running with people that, that were faster than I was, and I you know figured well <laughs> I was I was only thirty you know so I said I I should be able to keep up to them. <laughs> Next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital and I didn't know where I was when I woke up. <laughs> well, they had put wow. me in an ambulance and I didn't know that either. And I, I wasn't scratched, and they said, well, you don't. When you get heat trouble like that, you start to stagger, you sit down, and then you you, you, you go in the like, fetal position, and there you are laying there, and they just come and pick you up and put me in there. Because when, when I'm in the hospital, I, and I realized I could see a doctor and a state policeman, and the state cop goes, is he going to make it? And the doctor said, yeah, I think he is. And I could have said, going, whoa, you know, I must have had a heart attack. That's the first thing I thought of. Well, what what else would happen to me, you know? And uh, yeah. the nurse came in with ice, and she looks at me, and she goes, now that you're awake, don't swear at me when I put this on you. No, I'm really, you know, you're not really there anyway. I'm going, why would I swear at her? And if she put the ice on my chest, and it was actually, you could see the steam and stuff coming off of me. And so I said, the doctor said you had heat frustration. And I said, well, is that bad? He said, well, you had 105.6 temperature. And I went, wow. that bad? He says, two more tents and we wouldn't be talking. <laughs> so oh, my God. I figured, I figured that was bad. But I didn't want to stop running, so I used to run only at night because I road ran in. I didn't, they didn't have a, uh, a race, races at all around, you know, so. I, and, and night or if it rained, God, I'd be, be running. And, and then a couple of times, 
it, it caught up to me a little bit. I let it get ahead of myself. And I had to be walked along and a couple of guys did a stream and they threw me in the stream, turned my head so I wouldn't drown. <laughs> and I was right there until I kind of cooled out. I don't like to let it get ahead of me, but, but sometimes you just can't help it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be hard because, you know, often you're at the you're at the mercy of the course, you know. Like at yeah. Pisca, for instance, there's a few, you know, there's a few streams with bridges, but it's only when you get to, you know, the, the Kilburn loop is where you have that kind of big, you know, big, nice lake. Everything else is a little swampy. Um, right. When you're, when, when you're running, do you have other strategies? Do you use, you know, if an aid station has ice, do you put ice oh, in, yeah, I you put know, it, your I, I put it under my, under my hat and like that and stuff like that, but it doesn't last long. I mean, I, yeah. I, I can be soaked. I can go under a bridge. We'll say there, there was one in um, Stone Cat, I think. No, not Stone Cat. I'm sorry. Savoy. And there was a pl- dirt road, and you could go. There's a big, like a kind of a heavy screen going under it. I'd go climb down there every year, lay in there, get soaking wet, and then start up. By the time I got about a mile or something, I was dry as a bone. Because I heat up so bad, it isn't funny. <laughs> Every race that I ever been in, unless it poured, has been like iffy. You know, <laughs> they're all iffy. Because <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know how I'm going to feel, how I'm going to make it, if it, how hot it's going to get, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, I because I I was looking at some uh, Howie Brynan posted. Um, some results from Vermont 50 back in maybe the late nineties or something. And I saw, I saw your results on there and I also saw your son Ken on there as well. Um, How did, how did Ken get into running? Was, was that just because he got into it on his own or did you kind of introduce him to it? Uh, uh, He used to run cross country in high school, but then after he, he said he thought he'd he'd lift weights because he wanted to bulk up because he's almost six, four. And he did, that didn't weigh 200 pounds. In fact, I don't know if he weighs 200 pounds yet. And so he, he started to lift and take protein and all that stuff. And, and he got cut and ripped looking, but he still didn't get any weight. And I told him, Ted, I don't get mad at me, but, but you me, only a six, six foot four. <laughs> so I said, you could do all you want and, and you're not going to ever get big. <laughs> I thought you take steroids, and I thought I wouldn't want him doing that, you know. But yeah, yeah. So, so then he started to run, and and he he, he was he did a hundred before I did, and he said in those days if you were like he was twenty three, you go doing a hundred. Everybody else is an old guy. Yeah. I said yeah. So what, so what happens? We get slower. <laughs> we figure the more time we have, the better off we are. <laughs> So I, I noticed that I noticed that even on those Vermont 50 results, there were very few people that were under the age of 35 even on those oh, yeah. results. I think, like you said, Ken might have been, you know, in the 20s at that point. But, yeah, very few people, um, you know, nowadays, you know, you get to a race and it's so many younger folks. But at the time, it was very much an, an older an older runner's sport. Um, and you said, have you run a hundred or you said you tried a couple yeah. and didn't end up finishing? Yes. Yeah. I, I tried eight. <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I, I finished one in Arkansas. Uh, was which one? Ar- Arkansas, Arkansas Traveler? Yep. Yeah. 
What? What? How long ago was, was that? Uh, in 1996. Okay. And, and of course, the 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 one I tried earlier that the, the very same year was Massanutten, and I I, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that because I only got to 52 miles, and, and I had to drop out. Because I wasn't going to make the next uh, the next aid station, I had eight minutes to go eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a hard time even driving that driving that. Path. I know. And so I they, they were going to break the aid station down because I'm toward the end, you know. And um, yeah. that's the one that she had me get in the truck. She get in the truck and warm up. I'll give you a blanket. I said, if I do, you're going to kill me. And she goes, you can't be that hot. So we get in the cab of the truck. We start going the window steam up and she goes, Good, you are hot. I go, No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was um with all the other hundreds you had tried, was that always kind of the the, the big crux of of the issue with not finishing was managing uh managing your temperature throughout the run? Yeah. Uh, uh, I did Vermont I tried four times. And and that was oh, always God always hot. In fact, one year we started, it was 93. And and I go, can you say to yourself, I know it's hot now, but it's always hot. And we'll see how far I can go. I got 44 miles and I was with uh, Rich Boozer was with me. And of course, he kept saying he was having trouble with his shoulder. It would scoop down and he had to massage his neck to make it work like and he was getting uh, Angry because he did finished eight Vermonts and he couldn't finish this one. And he looked at me and he goes, "If my friend is up here at the next aid station and the Red Sox are on, <laughs> he said, do you want to drop?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, when you drop, I'll drop, okay?" He said, "We really should go 50 miles." And I said, "Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's watch Red Sox." <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we dropped, but of course, then all the time I'm having supper, he's complaining because he finished eight. Here he had to, get, had to drop one. And I said, I said, just be quiet, Richard. I've been here four times. I never finished one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, Vermont, Vermont, gets, Vermont gets really hot. Uh, this last year, 2019, that was another year that it was extremely hot. I was, I was uh, just melting, volunteering. I felt so bad for all the runners and the horses, you know? Yep. Awesome. Well, <laughs> you, if you, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to disclose it if you don't want to, but can, can you share with us how old you are now? You know, you're talking about having done races throughout the, the, the nineties and, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how old are you now? I'm 81. And awesome. in Pearl Harbor Day, I'll be 82. Awesome. And um, yep. you're still getting out there and going on trail runs? Yeah, I hike more than I run now. If I find it, if I run up a hill, I have to, I have to rest up. <laughs> so <laughs> what I usually do is I hike the hills and, and then I, I run the levels. If it's somewhere, I can I can see the ground and everything because with all the virus and trouble, I don't want to end up injuring myself because I, I do that yeah. often. I fractured <laughs> yeah, the sternum, exactly. dislocated shoulders, and damaged one, and you know broken ribs. So I just don't want to go near a hospital. So 
I haven't hardly run at all up in, since I've been in Maine here. I, I hike, but I just run very little bit because uh, you, you get a little more unsteady because I did have that stroke in my cerebellum and I'm not really quite right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I'm out on the trail. So. And another quick question that I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, back in the day when trail races were just starting up, what were, what was every, you know, it seems like nowadays there's so much, you know, gear for running. You know, they have every flavored, you know, food you could possibly want. And, you know, there's millions of pairs of shoes. What were you kind of, what were you wearing for shoes back, you know, back in the day when you were running escarpment, you know, on those wet rocks in the 90s and stuff like that? New Balance. And the only reason I, 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 I use those because my toes turn up. And mm-hmm. I have to have a, t- a, t- a, t- a toe box that's wide. Yep. And then when yep. I used to run roads, I used to have black ponies forever and ever. Once I started running the woods, I never had another one. That's awesome. Well, well, hey. I can't say that co- completely because yeah, I, I did the marathon at Pikes Peak, and, and on the way down, I, I got one. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, da- the downhills. Yeah, the downhills are killer no matter what you wear. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And so now, you know, like, for instance, last year, you know, when, or the year before when you were out at Pisgah, are you still wearing New Balance, or have you kind of yep. converted to some other shoes? You are, yeah? Yep. Yep. No, no, but I still wear New Balance all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and there, you, there you go. At the, at the aid stations, all you had was usually water, and, and you could get grapes and maybe some, some crackers, oh, banana. That kind of thing, but but didn't have all the stuff they have now. I know now it's like a now it looks like a kid's birthday party. You know they got yeah. everything you want: pizza, cake, you know the whole deal. What what about yeah. um, what about water bottles? Were you you know what, what would you use for a, a water bottle on the run? You know nowadays everyone has these crazy elaborate packs with you know hydration bladders. Um, what were you doing for a water bottle back then? Well, I usually had a double pack. And 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 I had held and a handheld also. Gotcha. And it sometimes like Vermont, the aid stations are, are close, but but yeah, uh, yeah. in Massanutten they're eight miles apart. So you, yeah. if you didn't have that much water, you could run out of water just in that eight miles. <laughs> you only <laughs> had like one bottle, you know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Art, well, thank you very much for for taking the time to to share some some stories with us. You uh, you know, like you said, you run in Vermont with with uh, Busa back in the day. You're a you're a wealth of information. I'm sure you've seen some some crazy runners. Um, you know, at Escarpment, I know Bob Dion used to be a a really speedy guy back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I enjoyed it. Alrighty, I'll um, what I'm gonna do is I'll um. I'll, I'm going to post it, and then um, when I have the website, you know, if you want to go ahead and listen to it, or you know, send it to some friends and family and show that you're uh, you're famous telling stories on the internet, you know, I'll make sure to send you the link for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thanks, Art. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye.